from a two-car garage minutes away from scenic Hawaiian Gardens in California, it's Far Out, starring Todd Perry, John Sowen, and Buck Perez. And now, it's time to get Far Out! Everybody, welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? Doing fantastic, Buck. And um, to the left of me is a large uh, machine oh, that geez. is cleaning someone's driveway. <laughs> no, I think that's further. Oh, yeah, that's further to the right of you. It's a hell it? of a way to describe Salwin. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> what? A large machine, Salwin. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> a garbage disposal with dragon-like properties. No, okay. To the left of me. Coming back to the show, always great to have him here, the great John Salwin. Hey, what's going on? John Salwin, you'll know him as uh, many years on a little show called Low Budget FM. Maybe. Yeah. I would say that John Salwin, if I were to put together the original Kings of Podcasting tour... <laughs> which I'm, I'm always, wow. <laughs> Are you doing that? I, no, well, I've been thinking, actually, someone's going to rip this idea off, I know it, but... I don't I think they to, will, actually. I, the next show I do, who, you know... Who are you? Are you Cedric the Entertainer? In that? Uh, the kings of comedy? The kings of podcasting? I, I'd like to be Bernie Mac. Uh, all right. Uh, but then again, I guess I'm more like an entertainer because I can sing, rap, and dance in just one show. For some reason, I see uh, Salwin as a D.L. Hughley. All right. Yes. I see, cool. you, with, I see you with him. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you wink like a giraffe in Africa? Um, I haven't worked on it. Uh, let me, let me get, let me, I'll have it ready for the next show. All right. Very good. But, but John <laughs> Salwin is one of the original kings of podcasting. And um, he sh- and he should be. Let's petition this because um, both uh, myself and Mark Chambers were elevated on the Pod Gods show to be a god of podcasting. Wow, the Pod Gods! And they said Buck's work has yet he hasn't done enough work yet to be a god, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what is this Pod God show? It's uh, with Giovanni and the Lax dude. Oh, nice! And they they elevated me and Chambers uh, to the level of being gods of podcasting. So I submit to you. John Salwin should be on that Mount Rushmore podcasting with myself, Mark Chambers, uh, was it Mike Schmidt, the 40-year-old boy, and uh, some guy count, uh, called Corolla. Oh, okay. Corolla yeah. or something. Is the Nerdist on there? Mm-mm. Thank God. He's not a god yet. No. He's but a minor deity, possibly. <laughs> like, like, where we are gods like Vishnu with like eight arms, they're like minor deities. Maybe they have like three arms. I'm like Loki. Loki. What you got? I'm, I'm like an angel. I'm like Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Loki. I don't yeah. mind being that. I don't want to be no god like you. No? Nah. <laughs> no nah. pot god. So, but Buck is actually on the pot gods. That's what I, yeah, basically. I'm, I'm to be uh, worshipped in that department, yes. So, John, I saw John the other day at the, uh, they had a reunion for KLSX employees. Yes. Nice. And uh, John and I... I saw there. Uh, John was there briefly. Uh, I was we, there for a little while. You were there. I, well, I got there a little later. I was. Yeah, I was. I was there early because I wanted to leave early because I had to get up early. Yeah, that would be my thing, John. Yeah, I'm on time to the party, <laughs> and I usually leave early. Yeah, that's usually my mo. This guy, not so much. I'm late, and I was on your rug. Right. Uh, John, 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 and I we were there at the KLSX party, and it was great. It was like all the great people there. Like you know, Jack was there, and you know, Bob, you know, all the other guys who ran KLSX. Leo the film freak. Leo the film freak. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Leo was there. It was great to see him, and all the all the all the guys, kind of the, the core of the KLSX 
heads that kind of ran everything. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of the heads there, definitely. Yeah, and but but and and it was great to see all the guys. It was it was one of these cool things where I know there's lots of jobs that I would if they had a reunion, you might not find me there. Right. right, like you know, the the Torrance South Bay YMCA had a big reunion. Right, you wouldn't mm. find my ass there trying to fit into my old Y shirt, you know. Right, but the KLSX one, everybody was there and just having a great time, and it, it was like it was nineteen or I don't know, it was, it was like two thousand six all over again. It was just like you know, no, nobody changed. Everybody just had a great time, you know, <laughs> nothing awkward. Any any hookups? No, no hookups. It's mostly dudes. Oh yeah, I think Shannon was the first uh, female there, and she? the only. Yeah. Oh, there were there were there were a couple others, but yeah, it was mostly guys. Sausage fest at the old nine seven point one reunion. As uh, Silver said early yeah. in the day, it's like, what are they chicks work at this station? Exactly. And we were like, no, Jack, just the bod squad. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. And but uh, Shannon was there, who was uh, Tracy on all the uh, low budget FM bits. So yeah. I, I don't think I had seen her since then, and she's she's just a joy. Yeah. And she told me she left about like one or two weeks before the station flipped. Completely independent of and that, wildly intelligent. Yeah, thought, she's like getting a doctorate or something. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. Her timing was like perfect on that because she was debating whether she should leave or not, and she ended up leaving like it was. I, I forget whether it was like in a couple weeks or like a month, but it was like right before the station flipped. Yeah, yeah. She 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 pulled a good move, but she, yeah, she her timing a, was excellent. Yeah, she was a delight, and tons of people there. And then here's the funny thing: so I was really excited to see all the KLSX people there, right? And had a great time. You know, Rich showed up late, and I was talking to Rich Burner, and I was all excited. And I was I was coming in through the door at, later in the night, and uh, as who do I see? And we're at an Irish pub in uh, in on, on Wilshire, almost close to like Beverly Hills area. Yeah, in, in LA. And I'm walking in, and who do I see showing his ID to come into the bar? But Thomas the Valet from Downton Abbey. Yeah, this, this may not mean anything to any of you. People. Doesn't mean shit to me, though. <laughs> I know I people are obsessed with this downtown Abbey thing, though. Uh, d- downton, downtown. Okay, downtown. See, I thought it was downtown too, buddy. Yeah, someone yeah. corrected me on that too. Though. Well, all right, downtown, downtown, downtown Abbey. Buck Perez. It is downtown. It is downtown Abbey. So I saw Thomas the Footman, and uh, I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" He's like a main character on the show. He's like the the, the antagonist on the show, you know. Mm. And I saw him, and, and like literally, I like stopped. It was an Irish bar. And so, and he's like, a, I think he's an Irish actor, so of course he's going to hang out at the Irish bars there, which would be weird. It would be yeah. like me going to London and hanging out at like the Los Angeles bar, you know? Well, when if if you're a tourist there, it's kind of weird. If you've been there for like you know doing work for like a year and a half, not weird at all. Yeah, actually, so. it reminds you of home. It's yeah. true. Oh, it's like, you've probably you know, done all the British stuff by that point, and you're just like, Ugh, give me some American crap, yeah. whatever. I, I would be, I get, yeah, I would be there. I'd be like, <laughs> you'd be there for a Raider game. That's Are you true. kidding me? <laughs> there you, is a Raider bar in London. Yeah, there which you I gotta go. go to. If yeah. you lived in London, you'd be hanging out at Planet Hollywood like every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be in the fucking bar, at Planet Hollywood. Like, oh, there's the Stallone jacket that he wore in Rocky. Well, I get, you know what? I was in, when I was in London one time. We went to a bar called Cheers. Yeah, which oh, was geez. looked like Cheers. Nice. And, and they, had a, they had a DJ spinning, right? Just like the just like the TV show. Yeah, just like when George went. Which just like Cliff, just like Cliff. <laughs> yeah, Cliff Clavin. They get behind yeah. the ones and twos. And the ones yeah, and twos. exactly. Yeah. On the ones and twos. Yeah. Remember that episode when George went started spinning the D light? Sure. And, <laughs> and everybody just went bonkers. Yeah. Like Woody started getting like dancing with Kirstie yeah. Alley. Coach came back from the dead, yeah. ashes, and started dancing. He's playing the Skrillex remix or whatever. <laughs> but they, um, when I was there, uh, they started playing uh, 
Tupac. They start like California. Yeah, knows how to party. And they're like Inglewood. And they're like dropping at Long Beach. And I'm like, yeah. I live in Long Beach. Like this, <laughs> no one cared. Yeah, no right. one cares. No though. one gave a shit, man. You love to bring up stuff that no one cares. I think what, what did you, you cared, but they didn't. Care. When you went to uh, every time you go to Chronic uh, Taco, you mentioned you know We Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, they're like, like, yeah, like, like they care. He's the owner, right? Yeah, you know, I I know We Man. Thank he you. owns one of them, I think. Thank you. That'll be yeah. six fifty. I don't think he, I don't think he owns the he owns one of the locations. He doesn't own the chain. He doesn't own the the Lakewood. Chronic Taco. Yeah, that's why they don't oh care. Oh, God. But it's so, okay. Some dude named Bob, who's the owner of the Lakewood one. Uh, so you should be like, I know Bob! And then everyone would be like, hey, all right. Get a little more respect. Yeah. yeah. His name is Bob Chronic. Yeah. That's how they Bob got Bob Chronic, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so many other things. On today's show, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little about some uh, my personal list of do's or of don'ts at a concert. Oh, okay. Oh. And then we're going to get into John Salwin, a bit we did before. It was very successful, John Salwin Dreamweaver, where he's going to interpret people's dreams. Yeah. But before that, take care of a little bit of business. Uh, those of you in the audience who heard our, heard our last show. Yeah. Our last show. Our last show was not available to everybody uh, through the iTunes feed. We did a little bit where you can hear our last show on our Facebook page. People who like our Facebook page, there's a, a five-minute quickie, which is very funny, um, that we did. And uh, our Twitter followers heard about it because they tweeted on that. So join our Twitter and our Facebook, and there's going to be more like quickies that you can't get to the iTunes feed. Because we have a lot of listeners, but we have very low participation on those pages. So uh, I'm trying to get that up a little bit, which I don't know sounds solicitous, but, you know, hey, it we is. do the show free, but Admit it. help us out. Yeah. Join the Facebook page and get a quickie, is what you need to say. Get that quickie, man. But also, real quick, um, I want to let everybody know that uh, we're switching the game up a little bit, where our show is always Mondays and Wednesdays, twice a week. Switching to just Mondays. Oh. Which sounds negative, but we're going to do longer shows. So you're going to get roughly the same amount of content, just going to come out one day a week. All right? So Mondays, you're going to get a much longer show versus two short shows. And uh, I, I, I looked at the numbers, and I figured that's what people like. So uh, we're going to start doing that, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you dig it. So don't look for us on Wednesday, but if we do give you something on Wednesday, it's because we love you a uh, long time. I, I see this is when Quantum Leap made that tra- trend from uh, it was at 10.30, and then it went to 8 o'clock. This, mm. is, this is what's happening. We're, it took a Quantum Leap two quantum, and a half hours forward. We're Quantum Leaping this shit, dude. Yeah. We're s- Call me Scott, whatever. What was his name? Bacula. Scott, ba- Scott Bacula, dude. Thank you. Uh, actually, what was his name on... Uh Enterprise. Oh. No I, one saw that shit. I, I just yeah, fast forward to the scenes with Jolene Blaylock. That's <laughs> okay. all. Enterprise was a bunch of people on a spaceship looking really bummed out. Right. And if I was on a spaceship with Jolene Blaylock, you wouldn't believe how excited I would be every day. I'd be like, oh my god, there's like a Borg and shit? Let's fuck with it. Like, hey, let's go. <laughs> there's a nebula full speed ahead, bitches. You yeah. know? It would be good. And, and yeah, I, you know. It, that was a horrible show, Enterprise. Oh, terrible! This it looks like John like that show. He's like he's giving you. I never like, saw an episode. Oh, uh, never saw an no. episode. Near, near, near. I can't even remember what uh, Scott Bakula's name was. I do remember he was the captain. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Captain Bakula, which yeah. should have been good. Yeah, it should have been Captain Bakula. Everyone could remember that. Doctor Bakula. Yeah, Captain Blackula. Yeah, that, that would have been a hell of a lot better. I never saw Voyager either, but I remember Captain Janeway. Ooh, yeah. No, not that sexy, but yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, speaking of taking care of the yeah. bills and taking care of business before we get th- get in there, uh, I'd like to talk about a, a new new sponsor for the show. Uh-huh. Um, Erectens. 
All right. Uh, so, uh, Buck, how, how's it hanging? Oh, I'm sorry. Say what now? Uh, how's it hanging? I'm I'm fine, Todd. How are you? No, I mean, like, how's it hanging? Like, oh, my wang. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's, it's this is an this is this show. is intimate. Yeah, we're getting into it close. Um, I'm all right, Todd. I'm a little flaccid. It's it's not hard. It should it be? Uh, well, I mean, not right now, probably. Unless, now. well, when did you wake up? A half hour ago. Okay, you should still be wildly erect right now. Like oh you God. should, you should be, you should be like like I was in high school, where I used to put my uh, Star Wars uh, Trapper Keeper mm. over, over my, yeah. my 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 wiener, so women didn't know that during first period I w- I was still walking around wow. like a Wookiee in heat. This wow. is a disgusting ad, Todd. I'm sorry. <laughs> John, we're trying to help people here. We might have right. lost the sponsor already, but okay. So, but, but you know what? Personally, you know, I'm glad that your erections aren't what they should be right now, Buck. But I'm glad that you're oh, okay. But you're still <laughs> getting erections. See, si. all right. Now, me personally, I, I'm trying right now. Hold up, Jedi, mind your shit. Who are you thinking about? Thinking about you, Todd. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right. I got nothing. Oh. I got nothing right now, John. What's happening to That's me? That's a little. You, you might need some natural male enhancement. Am I old? Am I getting old? I don't know. Do you have diabetes? Uh, Do you have high cholesterol? If I do, I'm, I'm medicating myself with marijuana for it. I don't think that marijuana... When you go to the weed dispensary, yeah. is it, they have like green crack. They have all the different kinds that they have. Green yeah. crack. Boner marijuana, where they mm. put a little bit of love on it, so you have like a, a raging reggae hard-on. I might ask next time, because again, I'm flaccid. Well, let me tell you. See, personally, I haven't had an erection in 11 months. <laughs> That's a long time. Good God, Todd. Not even a semi. Wow. And why is that, you ask? Like at first I thought it was just something I ate, mm, but for then eleven I ca- months. Yes, like I <laughs> ate one thing. Like I had some bad fish one night, and then my wang just went. Whoop. Mm. I, I I lost my the spring in my step, John. Yeah. Mm. And at first I thought it was just something I ate, but then I came to realize that my maleness wasn't naturally enhanced. Mm. I was just you. I was using the wang the good Lord gave me, but it was as limp as Johnny Mathis' wrist. I was unsure what to do till I heard about this fantastic new product called Erectens. That's right, Erectens Natural Male Enhancement. Mm. I take three pills a day and actually regained my ability to perform. Jesus, three? Three. Oh my God. It's not that many when you think about it. Morning. After after a sensible lunch. Afternoon delight. And then, then at, at, after dinner. It's like slim fast. I- exactly. Hi, I'm Tommy Lasorda! Uh, before erect tens, it was like I was dead below the waist, like I had a spinal injury in Nam. But now I get such good b- blood flow to my wiener that I get lightheaded if I stand up too quickly while I have an erection. So now I need to like, if if I know I have a boner, I need to slowly like grab the the, the end of the couch and push myself up. That doesn't sound healthy. Oh. I mean, but it's it's healthy wiener wise, right? <laughs> it just means maybe I need to get a blood infusion, get an extra maybe gallon of blood in my system. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, how, I need a transfusion. How happy is Sarah with this change in your uh, below the waist? Mm. You know, we've I've, I've almost had to take a second wife. Wow. Like I've almost had to go Mormon and go, get a Chloe Sevigny and a Jennifer Goodwin, <laughs> and <laughs> not the old broad. Yeah, but, uh, I've almost Gene had to bring horn. In, yeah, no dream triple horn in this. But uh, <laughs> say Gene triple nipple on one episode of <laughs> maybe I don't know. So if you go online right now to erectens.com. Click the radio ad and enter promo code FARAOUT0001 mm. oh, oh, yeah. 
Charles Gatunga Mina with a K. Okay. Okay. We'll give you four hundred free pills. Four hundred. Yeah, that's right, John. But they have to spell it right, right? Yeah, they got it. They got to spell that right. And then also, you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's and and you have to um, enter in the promo code at the end. Buck's middle name, which we will reveal at the end of the show. <laughs> okay, it's and, coming. And you're gonna get four hundred free pills, and that's enough for two weeks in a Thai whorehouse. Just go to erectans.com enter promo code. I said it before, and you'll be going strong like tiger in no time. It's erectans.com. night, uh, or t- two nights ago, Friday night, I had the pleasure of seeing one Stephen Patrick Morrissey at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Jesus. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> you feel like me? Yeah. That's I'm not a huge Morrissey fan. That Good was job. what Jack Silver said on right. the Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. He said, did you lose a bet? No, I... And did you? I won in life. When you sit down and you see Stephen Patrick Morrissey take the stage with his big quaff. And especially right before the encore when he took his shirt off during Last in the Gang to Whoa. Die, or First in the Gang to Die, he uh, he took his shirt off, but then he realized that, here's the thing, Morrissey gets so into the music, or no, no, it was a different song where he sang the line, when he sees someone that you physically admire, and then he took his shirt off, and the whole crowd went nuts, and then he realized that in the passion of singing the song, he realized he was nude. You know, he had his shirt off. He so, was nude or just so, shirtless? Shirtless. And so he covered his man boobs and ran off the stage like a frightened woman. Did he really? Yes. And then wow. he came back for the encore. It was amazing. And uh, they had really good security at the Staples Center. So, like, there was only, like, you know, 15 uh, Latino guys with rockabilly haircuts that jumped on stage to try to grab him. <laughs> only 15. No, it was actually two. At Hollywood Bowl, there's at least, like, nine. Yeah. It was like Morrissey got, like, got, like raped 20 times on stage. Wow. <laughs> now, I have questions. Yes. First of all, how old is Morrissey anyway? I'd say he's like a little bit over 50. Okay. Yeah. How did he look? Like, did he look like he was on death's door? Did he look like... No, he looked good. He's, okay? he's a vegetarian. Yeah, but vegetarians, like a lot of times, they'll burn through, like, they suffer from B12 deficiency, anemia. A lot of times they go gray super early. Well, he, did, he, he was gray. Yeah. He was gray, but but he had all his hair beautifully, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I'd take his hairline, but... But it was it was a very fun show. But yeah, the night before he uh, was supposed to play Kimmel, but then he backed out at the last minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Cause they, they had some kind of Duck Hunters, um, Duck Dynasty was Duck on the show. Dynasty. Yeah, where it was on Jesus the show. Morrissey, just grow the fuck. And up. of course, <laughs> and of course, at Staples, you couldn't ha- get a hamburger or anything like that because it yeah. was all vegetarian. You know, I, w- I yeah. really wish that they Morrissey's changed. problem was about high beer prices and not <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. Not meat. But yeah, it was literally there was no meat available at Staples. So, right. but it was, you know what? I'm not getting like fucking three steaks and sitting down at the concert with my A1 and my that Worcester true, watching yeah. a show. It's like you're getting nachos, you're getting a pretzel. It is ca- it is kind of dumb because yeah, it's stupid that you couldn't get a hamburger, but at the same time, you could probably go the length of the Morrissey show without a steak. <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy going through meat withdrawal, like sitting in the audience. He's like sweating, and he's like, Ugh. maybe he's got like a steak in his in his pants. Dude, you should have yeah. smuggled in bacon. That would have been awesome. That yeah, been thrown shit. it on stage, oh, like, dude, as a meat lover's yes. protest. You're basically like the kid smoking pot in the middle of the thing at a Morrissey concert eating bacon. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, yeah. you're, you're totally illegal. You're just I'm gonna look. I don't know. I think he's got bacon. 
She's like, hearing this, it's like, Morrissey just needs to give it up. What a douche, right? It's like, seriously, yes, you're 50 years old, dude. That's right. And you can't perform at a venue that serves meat. It's like, really? But you know what? This here, is what music has come to? Here's the this awesome sucks. thing. Here, no, here's, here's the awesome thing. Morrissey, okay. who, you know, he's not the biggest mainstream artist, but he sold no. out Staples Center, which yeah. is a 20,000-seat venue in, in L.A., which is, you know... Reserved for the Lady Gagas and the, the right. and yeah. the Tito Jacksons. You know, only the biggest names sell He does out. get radio support. I mean, not a huge amount, but, you know, you'll hear him on K-Rock and yeah. 98.7. Mm-hmm. A few other stations. But so it was, it was joyous. I almost cried during First in the Gang to Die. I held it together. It was a good night. But it's, whenever you go to a concert, there are people who violate concert norms. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't know they're doing it. Right. Like, there, there's some rules I have for going to concerts. Like, they're smoking out of a normal bong and not the six-foot-high concert bong. <laughs> Booyah! Right? No, I'm, I'm going the opposite with that, John. That's oh, actually okay. on my list of oh, really? my concert don'ts. And so okay. I have a list oh. of concert don'ts. And one of them is, if you're going to a concert and you bring pot, obviously, everybody knows you share. And I've n- I never yeah. see people violating that rule. Hmm. But don't bring a weird-ass pipe. You don't want like, you know, it's like sometimes Buck will be hanging out with people and they have like a chillum, which involves 10 minutes of instruction about how to smoke it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what you do is you put your hands here and then it's like basically like that. Yeah. yeah. You want it to be simple, like this, a joint. Yeah. You want to just pass it or like a quick pipe hit yeah. or whatever. One time I, I saw Beck and some dude like passed this pipe that looked like a wooden coffin. It was like spring loaded. Oh yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but I, it took me twenty minutes to figure out how to fucking work it, and then you're everybody a, around you's like, "I want weed too." Yeah, I'm you're like, a fucking old man. Yeah, you're like grandpa. You know, I was like twenty five when this happened, right? And but I'm just not a weed smoker. But then I ended yeah. up smoking weed, and the whole time I didn't notice the Beck show. It's like there was some lights over on the corner. I stared at the whole time. Yeah, you know, nice. shouldn't you like? I, I mean, isn't the smarter move to plan ahead? And leave the pipe at home and everything like that. And just 30 minutes before the show, eat like a weed brownie. There you go. So it kicks in like about, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the show. Salwin knows. It's like he's been a stoner his whole life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Either that or join it up. Not yeah. Like- <laughs> not, not really a stoner. I was just thinking like, what, what would be the optimum thing? It's just like when people go to concerts, they'll buy their tickets like months in advance, but then they won't plan ahead the night of the show. Right. Then they'll be like, oh, what, where are the tickets? What's going on? Who's coming? How do I get there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like what you should do is you should eat like a weed brownie like 30 minutes before the show and like, you know, take a few shots of vodka so you don't have to pay the insane beer prices yeah. in there. You're probably still going to want one, but you know, you'll have one like second act and yeah. you only blow eight bucks that way. Tw- uh, 11. 11 now. At the Staples Center. Jesus. 13 Christ. bucks at Dodger Stadium. For That's beer? nuts. Yes. Jesus. For a height? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, for a height. You, no, height only comes in bottles, so it's like $8 for like a 12-ounce oh, bottle. Oh, yeah. Man, beer but, prices have gone. Maybe they're going to be less this year. Yeah, well, well, I mean, they do have a $300 million payroll. So well, but here's not. the thing, you know, with the Dodgers. It's like they, they want to get the fans back. That's part of the reason why they sunk so much money into the team. Yeah. Not only that, with like the TV contract that's coming up, apparently that's all the money they spent on the team. That's like nothing, basically. Yeah. So true. the smart thing, I think they already said they were going to reduce parking. If they reduce parking and beer That'd prices, be awesome, yeah. you know, I mean, they would get people back like that. You know, they, they would sell that like they would sell out the worst friggin games. If it was six dollars for a beer at a Dodger game, I would go to five more games a year. There you go. Versus I think that's 13. what they want. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, chair. So anyway, uh, plane. Uh, another yeah. another one that I have on my list of concert don'ts is. 
and this is different for a Morrissey show because Morrissey fans wear a Morrissey shirt every day of their life usually. Right. <laughs> but you never wear a shirt of the band that's playing at the concert. Don't be that guy. Ever. And you see it all the time. Yeah. Right? You see the guy wearing, like, you go, you go, like I don't know, you go to see Pearl Jam, there's a dude with a Pearl Jam shirt. Like, I know you like Pearl Jam <laughs> because you're at the Pearl Jam show, right? Yeah. It's not like a, a sporting well, event where, like... Wear a Maiden shirt. Yeah, wear a maiden shirt. You know, wait, rock your Soundgarden shirt. Throw yeah. on some Allison chains. But the uh, like when you go to a football game, right? It's cool to wear a jersey because there's two teams playing. Yeah, you're like, are you a Raider fan or are you a Charger fan? I got my Bo Jackson on. I'm here for the Oakland Raiders hmm. in San Diego. Yeah, but you but know if what you're I'm wearing saying? a Raider jersey in a Raider game in Raider Stadium or whatever it is at the uh, Coliseum. The O.co Coliseum. At, at the O. You might just want to get out of there alive. Yeah. You might be a fan of life. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my favorite concert shirts when I was a kid, I had a L7. Remember that group L7? Oh, yeah. oh yes. L7 Smell the Magic. So it was like some chick, like this part part of the shirt, and there's some guy like smelling her muff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. And she's what? just like, ah, smell the magic. Wasn't it the chick from L7 once, like, hit a dude? T- tampon on him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was giving her shit or something in the audience, and he, she literally dug in her pants, pulled out a bloody... Tampon and threw it out. And, and, and uh, what did they say? He weaponized it and just chucked it at some dude in the wow. audience. Oh, yeah. Man, how did L7 not have a better career? Pulling shit like they that. Had a, they I had, like, it. one song. I, I, one I, hit song, I, I bought say. two of their albums. Yeah, I was, a, been I was a fan, yeah. He should have been bigger with stuff like that going on. That was almost that that in the move where I think Obama when he was he was making some speech when he was running for president the first time, and uh, somebody in the audience said something about Nicorette gum, and he literally pulled in his pocket and he pulled out a Nicorette and threw it to the guy in the audience. I was like, eh, that's a pretty bold, badass politician move. <laughs> but uh, another thing, so even but even worse than wearing the shirt. Of the the band you're going to say like when I saw the Smashing Pumpkins recently I saw some dildo with a World Is a Vampire shirt <laughs> wearing the album or song shirt uh, no it was just like the the shirt it had like a vampire I actually own the shirt too that's why I noticed it but and it's but I didn't wear it that night yeah. and it said the world is a vampire and the guy's walking around and you're like dude you're a douchebag <laughs> don't fucking wear this to the show or you got your zero shirt on. But see, you have that same shirt. How can you call? It? How can you call that guy a douchebag? It's the exact same shirt you have. Context, but you're not douchey. You're not douchey. Well, All right. Uh, hey, maybe I might wear it to the car wash. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, don't wear anything associated with the band of the concert. No, and the, the worst thing lyric is, line, song, <laughs> album, whatever. Unless the artist is like really old. Like if you go to go see, uh, no, it's always wrong. But if you go to see Tchaikovsky, go ahead and wear your Tchaikovsky do it, shirt. Do that yeah. up. Can I? Go see Dr. Dre in concert and wear my Beats by Dre headphones? I would Would, would that Would that, that be good or no? Yeah, that'd would, be fine. Would that be faux pas? But I don't know why you'd need headphones at faux a show. Pas. I'd like to say this about the Beats by Dre since we're on it. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll give props to Dr. Dre for licensing his name. I think that's brilliant. But uh, sound sure. professionals here, have any of us ever bought a pair of $300 headphones? No. I have a, a pair of $30 Skull Candy ones Dude, the, uh, right here. These are great. Yeah, the uh, Sony MDR7506, these are the ones that pretty much every sound professional wears. Right. Just as good, if not better, than the Beats by Dre. Quanto Cuesta, how much are they? What's that? How much are those that you got? These ones? Oh, they're about ni- they were 99 bucks. Yeah, and like the, yeah, all of them started like three hundred, right? The yeah, they all started yeah. like three hundred. I have no idea why. Yeah, yeah, and, and by the, I think I bought these like because uh, um, I have two pair. One I bought and one was acquired. Um, but basically, uh, I bought these like uh, either I got these either 
seven years ago or 11 years ago. That's when I got the two pair. Damn, right on. Yeah, and they both still work. The, these ones... Uh, Oh, yeah, these ones are slightly newer, so seven oh, years ago. Also, people are listening to MP3s over Beats by Dre headphones. Yeah, exactly. Where, like, an MP3, like, the sound fidelity is, isn't is that hot to be putting through $300 headphones. Right, exactly. I heard even more tinniness and hum. You yeah. know, like... You know, I, I remember seeing, like, this article in Maximum or whatever. It was, like, the ultimate stereo system, you know, and it was, like, the head unit cost, like, uh, I don't know, $20,000, and then you bought a turntable for, like, thirty grand or something like that, and the speaker wiring was uh you know it was like this amazing gauge wiring so the speaker wiring ran like five hundred dollars a foot or something like what? that and i was thinking all this it's like how are you listening to this stuff you're still putting in like a 15 dollar cd right. at the time or punching on the radio unless you had those <laughs> those gold cds they used to yeah even the gold oh, C- yeah. even the gold cds were like what 25 bucks or whatever so i'm like do you really need to drop a couple you know like into the tens of thousands, as much as you would put on a car yeah. into a head unit or something like that. Uh, another uh, concert faux pas is wearing the band that the guy used to play in shirt. Ooh. That's even worse. Like you Ooh, go to see, I don't know, you go to see. So like, you wear a Smith shirt to a Morrissey concert. Yes, that's wrong. Or even worse, like you know, like if they've been broken up recently. Like I saw Noel, Gall- you know, you go see Noel Gallagher with an Oasis shirt on. Oh, that, that ain't right. Hmm. You know, you don't you don't wear the Temple of the Dog shirt to Pearl Jam or Soundgarden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you that that's a faux pas, right? Now, oh, now you'll see God. this though. You'll see this at sporting events. People wearing like an old like an old jersey. A throwback. A throw. Well, not necessarily a throwback, but it might be someone who used to be on the team who got traded, right? Or like, uh, but I mean, I guess it is like you know, I, I, like right after LeBron went to Miami, I don't think you wore your LeBron James jersey to a Cavaliers game. But I'm sure then everybody again, did. But then again, I don't think anyone went to a Cavaliers game that next year, so <laughs> it didn't really matter what you were. Wearing. No, that's a really good point because when I'll go to I'll go to football games and it's okay. Here's my rule. Yeah, if, if the player has retired. You can now wear if they're not on the team anymore and they retired with a different team. You can now wear that like ra- like people wearing Randy Moss jerseys to a Raider game when he was still playing for the 49ers, You can't do that. Yeah. But if Randy Moss retires, then you can wear the Randy Moss jersey to the Raider game because he's a retired player. It's cool. Yeah, but you can't do it like right at like you can't wear a Namdi Asamoa jersey to a Raider game when he's playing for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, okay. Yeah. I saw a lot of those. The, I yeah. mean, and you can't wear a Jamarcus Russell jersey to anything but a wedding or a parole appointment. <laughs> a wedding. That's it. <laughs> Why a wedding? I don't know. I just feel like it would be a, a balls out move. It would. Is that like cursing the marriage? Well, if there's certain- that sounds like a marriage that you're hoping is going to fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it's like. You know, not only are you showing up in a jersey, it's a Jamarcus Russell jersey. It's like you know, if you're showing up in that or a Ryan Leaf jersey, aren't you saying this marriage is going to fail? <laughs> if you, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty like, much right. If yeah. they go, if they go, who, who, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. And you just point wedding? to the big number two, Jamarcus Russell, silver and black, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you do. You don't say a thing. You're just like, yep. You know, but if they're serving purple drink at the wedding, you well, can oh, wear you your go. Jamarcus Russell jersey. If they're, anywhere they're serving purple drink, you are allowed to wear the Jamarcus Russell jersey. Then you will be treated like a king. And another thing, I saw this once at a concert, and I almost wanted to like cold cock the guy. I was at a, I was going to see Ray Davies, uh, the lead singer of the Kinks. Right. Yep. Right. And uh, we were at the Wiltern, and at the Wiltern Theater, it's all general admission, so everybody stands on the floor. It's mm-hmm. a pretty big venue, and everybody stands on the floor, and they have layers. So they have like section one, section two, and as you go further back, and now in every section, you're kind of tied to that section. So if you're at the front of the section, 
you're standing in front of everybody, so you have to be cautious. Now, if you're too tall, don't stand in the front. People can't see you. Some motherfucker was wearing a stovetop hat. <laughs> like he was Abe Lincoln. What? was standing at the front. What? In front, so there's a thousand people right behind him, and he's standing there literally in the front with a stovetop hat. It was like... It was like I was watching an episode of The Muppets. Yeah. Where yeah. Like the, the lady comes in with the fancy jewelry and the crazy hat. And this guy wasn't famous? This wasn't like Buckethead or something like that? No, he wasn't. No, the thing was, the guy was the piano player at the silent movie theater on Fairfax. Okay. And he was friends with Chris Carter. So I'd met him before. Chris Carter from Breakfast with the Beatles. So I'd met him before because he did Beatles events. And that's his thing. He wears a stovetop hat. But he was wearing it. At the at the Ray Davies show, just standing there, and I'm like, who behind him is not like you're the biggest dick ever? And the right. guy's just standing there because that's his look. That's it. He's known as the guy who wears the stovetop so hat. He should have sat in the back. He should have yes, yeah, sat in the back, not even stood in the front. Yeah, yeah, get in the back, Lincoln. Hmm. Yeah, no kidding. He, yeah, he should have been shot in that's, the theater. That's what that I would have been awesome. I, yeah. I, I that's probably why Lincoln was shot. That I would have worked that shit. ass hat. You know, <laughs> sit down, buddy. Take that shit off. Yeah, I don't care if you're the president. People back here got to see the show. Yeah, no no one, kidding, man. No one's looking at that. Maybe that was Booth's real motivation. Maybe he just had a bad seat. Yeah, no one ever thinks that Lincoln was an asshole. Right. It we was, don't know. <laughs> maybe Booth, because Booth was an actor, so Booth was backstage. Maybe he got a text. <laughs> yeah, somebody's sitting up there saying, "Look, this 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 asshole." There's some a hole out out here with a big ass hat. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was probably just like the next motherfucker that comes in here with a big ass stovepipe hat and sits in that row is gonna get shot. Well, you know, maybe maybe in Boots' defense, he was just trying to shoot the hat off. You know, just like give, give him a little wild warning, west like, style. Papa, yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. He thought it was a Kevlar hat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more one more thing, and then we'll get into John Sowen Dreamweaver here. Oh. Um, one, one thing that, that I have seen that's very annoying is the guy who is in the audience and he's screaming for the most popular hit they have. Oh, sure. I like that. Like the guy, it's like, okay, so you're in the audience, you're going to go see a band. Obviously, if you fork down the 80 bucks to see the show, you like more than just the one, you know, the, their biggest, you know, hit. It's like, uh, I don't know, if you go to see Pearl Jam and you're like, play daughter! Play daughter! Yeah. Which I'm sure if you're an actual fan, you're like, I've probably seen it on YouTube a billion times. Like, I want to see something else. It was like, I saw, uh, I saw the Beastie Boys one time, and they came out for their encore, and they had all their <laughs> instruments, and it's, it's clear they're going to play Sabotage, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Some fucking dildo sitting behind me in the audience turns to his girlfriend, and he's like, fuck yeah! They're going to play Fight for Your Right to Party! And like, gets all, it starts yelling, Fight for Your Right! And I thought, this guy needs to get chucked. Hey, <laughs> they never played that song live, and it was like, uh, it was very aggravating. Carrie King that. never tours with him. That's right. if Carrie King was on stage playing the solo, then from Slayer, yeah. done and done. Yeah, no kidding. There it is. Also, Slayer is badass because they wear Oakland Raider jerseys while they play on stage, <laughs> which yeah. is a badass. badass, badass, badass. Far out would like to be your friend. Will be your best friend. Friend with benefits, or a friend in that unspecified, gay, but not being out about it way. To be our friend, find us on Facebook. You'll get exclusive pictures, show updates, and the ability to like us and make comments. Just enter Far Out Podcast in the search bar. Thanks, friendo. So, John Talent, uh, last time you were here on the show, yes, we were discussing how you had... You know, in your off time after, you know, low budget FM, called it a day, quit doing podcasts yeah. for now. 
you... Well, he might just be on hiatus. I don't know for sure. Who knows? <laughs> no one knows. Mark will get a wild hair up his ass and then yeah. be like, seven shows a week! I think... I think uh, no, those days are definitely done. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think uh, you know, I think we might just be doing a bizarre bit where it's like we took a random nine months off without telling anyone. So, and cool. so far, it's going great. It was a meta I love bit. It. Yeah, it's just it's it's a super meta bit. I it's, think the audience is really going to be into it. It's writing itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's incredible. writing itself. Yeah. Last week off was particularly funny. Yeah, it was awesome. I did a meta bit where I quit. What well, is that? Well, John, <laughs> just like playing with the. Uh, Whatever. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I just noticed, like, I did that a couple times, and Buck's face was like, er? Huh? I thought you had Gary Shandling's dick for that movie. He had Robo Dick. <laughs> when he got an erection. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'll stop. He's, he's right moving. Now. Anyway, <laughs> saw that on a date. Um, so, John, in your time off, you started taking some class at the Learning Annex. Yes. Learning about dream interpretation. I guess mm-hmm. you've really taken it next level these days. Well, I mean, I've completed the classes at the Learning Annex, if that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Or so, or what else? Because you, else? I mean, well, you were mid. I guess you were mid session going through your 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 two semester tutorial. Last yeah, I'm, time. I'm finished with that. I'm graduated. Yeah. So, so do you think? Are you better at it now? Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I'm still not doing it. I'm not doing it professionally. It's more of a hobby sort of thing. Hmm. But uh, you know, it's definitely been coming along. I mean, I have like, you know, I think there's a whole like dream interpretation license bureau or whatever. Mm. I'm not gonna do that. Is that is so? That, I just do it. I just do it on the down low. I heard that Michael Basically. Bernard Beckwith is the guy who like puts a stamp on whether you pass through that bureau. The visionary, the man known as a visionary. Yeah. It's possible. I'm not really sure. I haven't like because that's the thing. I don't really have any interest in getting licensed by that bureau. So I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it on the DL. Uh, uh, you're doing Basically. it independently. Yeah, independently. You're, hmm. you're the equivalent of someone making a hot dog wrapped in bacon outside of the Staples Center on a uh, grill. He's selling the rat dog. Sort of. He's, he's I, a I guess rat dog. In, in some ways, yes. But hmm. in the other ways, it's like, you know, if you follow, if you if you get licensed, then you have to, like, uh, follow all the rules. And I think I'm better than just following the rules. Ooh. So that's part of the reason for that. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I'm just do, sort of doing it on the down low. General badass right here. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it's just like, I know, I, I know, I, I know, like, what the rules are supposed to be. And a lot of times, I think, yeah, but, you know, you, you have to follow them. But sometimes when you get, like, the gut feeling, you have to go with that. You just go with that. Do you ever have moments where you see somebody just normally hanging out at the mall or, or something when you know that they've been kind of traumatized by dreams in some way and then you try to bring them comfort, kind of like the Long Island, uh, the woman, the, the Long Island uh, medium who sees people, she's like, she just grabs them by the shoulder. She's like, I know I'm completely bothering you right now, but you've got somebody from beyond that wants to speak with you. Hmm. I did that once. Um, it didn't go over so well. Really? So they weren't very receptive. So, I mean, I can still, I, I mean, I can read their dreams, right. you know, by seeing them. I don't usually tell them as much in person, though. Okay. It's like a lot of times you can, you can just, by reading someone's face, you can tell. And it, a lot of times it's not, you know, it's, it's only a recent dream, it, it, a recent or recurring dream. You can't necessarily, you know, you can't go back, like, you know, dream that you had two weeks ago and, like, read that. But a lot of times, you know, if, you can, if it's a very fresh, recent one or recurring one, a lot of times you can read it just from... Facial cues, yeah. Nice. But I don't go up and tell people that anymore because I did that once in the mall. Like I was, I think it was at the Sherman Oaks Gallery, and I told it, and the chick like totally just freaked out and started screaming. And I was like, uh, "All right." Well, you know. what was her issue that really you really set her off? Well, you know, I think I think it was a uh, because she had like uh, she was having issues with her father, and I told her that, oh. and so you know, it was just like it was just bad. It's the wrong context, honestly. You know, it was my fault. Wrong context. Yeah. So that's why I don't do that anymore. 
And so, I mean, I, I understand where the medium's coming from, but, you know, y- y- part of it is context. You know, somebody has to be receptive for it. The truth hurts, John. It's, it's, it's that. But yeah, like, like I said, it's also context. You know, they might not, they might be still processing the issue. Hmm. So anyway. So they're not ready. Yeah. yeah so just, I just ducked out of the gallery really quick <laughs> and did not return for a month or so. But I think it's all good now. I'm pretty sure I could go back. So we asked some of our listeners. Yes. For your help. And, right. And last time we had a whole bunch respond. We have, we have a bunch uh, this time as well. And so if you can basically, if I can read the dream, and then you tell me what it means. Okay. Go for it. All right. So we've got this one uh, from a gentleman named Cardwiz in Alabama. Cardwiz. Mm. And he said, uh, good day, far out peoples. Here's the dream. I'm in a tattoo parlor getting a copy of The Rock's tribal shoulder tattoo thing hmm. put yeah. on. Yeah. And then the tattoo starts attacking people. But I don't like the people, so I'm cool with it. Oh. And now Kevin Sorbo was also there. <laughs> okay. Now Kevin Sorbo was... Uh, uh, he was... Uh, what's his name? Hercules? Yeah. Yeah. You're gay? Yeah. Go ahead. Ke- Kevin Sorbo <laughs> was also there, not doing anything, just standing there being Kevin Sorbo. If he gets attacked by snakes, this is definitely a gay dream. It's Go a- ahead. Yeah. Right, John? No. Snakes are a metaphor for a penis, right? In dreams. I mean, they can be, yes. but not always. Uh, I'm saying, if you got Kevin Sorbo, and I'm sorry. Keep go going, on. keep yeah, going. Yeah. And, th- and that's it. So basically, he's, got, he's getting that's a it? rock's shoulder tattoo. And the rock, yeah. Tattoo starts attacking people. And then Kevin Sorbo is just standing there, not doing anything. All right. Hmm. This is Cardwiz in Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's See. feeling powerless. Oh, really? Yeah, he's feeling powerless. That's why it's like, you know, he's getting a tattoo of the rock, the rock, ta- and the tattoo. Yeah, I'm guessing he probably doesn't have any tattoos in real life, would mm. be my guess. Um, although I don't know for sure. But yeah, the, it's the, and notice how it's the rock's tattoo that starts attacking people. Nothing. And it, he even said there, it's people he doesn't like. So he didn't mind. Right. He's mm. sort of feeling powerless to do, like, there, it sounds like there's probably having, uh, you know, some issues with someone in his life, maybe a parent, maybe a landlord, who's like trying to keep him down or a whatever. Woman? They do that. Possibly a woman, you know? I mean, it could be, it, it might just be like a mental struggle too, where uh, he's feeling powerless to uh, fight back or assert himself have, in any sort of way. Have we ever thought that this is Kevin Sorbo's gay lover that wrote this letter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really the very, other thing is, you know, very symbols and dream, the symbols and dream, like uh, the tattoo parlor, the rock, Kevin Sorbo, three guys who represent, like three things that represent strength. Yeah, tough. Hi- hyper-masculinity. Yeah, yeah hyper-masculinity. Well. So, yeah, he's definitely, fe- he's feeling powerless in some area of his life. Mm. And it sounds like it's uh, it's dealing with the, uh, these people that he doesn't like, or doesn't like, or it could be someone that he likes. Like I said, maybe it's, you know, it could be even a wife or a girlfriend, but he's just frustrated. He doesn't feel like he has any power in the relationship. Now, now what do you recommend? recommend for him because not only do you interpret the dream but maybe you can tell him where to go with his life in order to overcome this he Hmm. definitely uh i mean i guess it depends on uh, like uh i would say you know ask yourself what area of life am i feeling powerless in because it might uh you know if it's uh it might be as simple as uh you know uh, becoming physically stronger in some ways. And I'm not saying, you know, attack anybody or infringe on anybody's rights, but maybe, you know, develop like a, a, a strength training program or take some like, you know, self-defense classes or something like that. Also, uh, you know, assert yourself like, d- again, don't hurt anybody, but, you know, uh, like set boundaries. Right. Like if someone keeps on infringing, like, you know, asking you to do something, you know, you could say like that you don't want to do, but you always say yes, practice saying no. 
you know so. you're telling him to buck up <laughs> buck up buck exactly up, buddy. yeah yeah isn't that your bit though I'm, I'm trying to work it in okay all right yeah buck up fuck that noise yeah exactly so take buck's advice oh, buck boy. up i got a lot, uh, I got but a yeah. lot of catchphrases you definitely you definitely he definitely needs to reclaim some sort of power in his that's right life. all right next one uh this this one co- comes from a lobo boy uh, 913 so. Lobo boy Crazy Wolf Wolf Crazy wolf Yeah There we go He's a wolf boy uh, Hello I need help knowing What this dream means I've had it several times But I don't get why I wake up And I'm at my high school And all of a sudden While I'm with my homies Some pump grabs An AK out of his backpack Oh jeez The mm. SRO officer Puts him down Then I run into this girl I know And we start talking She hugs me Because she's scared Hmm that's scary. Now, what's an SRO officer? SRO. Damn it. That's like the school police, I think, right? Uh, or like the school, not necessarily police, but like a... Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the on-campus police officer. Yeah. SRO. We, I vaguely uh, remember that from high school. Yeah, we had one of those. We had a... You know, it's funny. They have all this stuff with the uh, Sandy Hook and people talking about arming people at schools and stuff. And it's like, we had Officer Pitts... Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a firearm on his yeah, thing at, at my all high t- school and, at uh, all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was I, it wasn't a big so, deal. Although he choked me once. Wow. Yeah, I started moshing at a high school dance. He choked you. Yeah, and like he literally because I think Officer Pitts was unfamiliar with the concept of moshing. I remember that era, ah, yeah. that dances and stuff when we were growing up, where they're like moshing is illegal. You would yeah. mosh yeah. at anything though, seriously. Yeah, like, it was back, ridiculous. In 1993, like you go into McDonald's and just see people and just start moshing. Stupid. Yeah, just, yeah. you would pit at anything. Yeah. Now is that the end of the dream? Okay, yes. Uh, so, okay, I'm sorry. So the oh, no officer problem. puts him down. And now, now yeah. he, he gives kind of a plea here. Okay. So he's talking about the girl. Uh, after that, though, we started dating. And this is one of those dreams where it feels so real, you can't believe it's a dream. Okay. The touch, sound, and even feelings seem real. Hence the problem I'm facing. Why are there dreams like this? Feelings in the dream only contribute to later suffering and feeling bad about yourself. Boy, this guy. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's obvious where my dream went, the whole love thing, and I felt it too. Like if there was a part of me missing. Please help and respond fast, Lobo boy. Oh, okay. All right. Gosh. So it's it sounds like it's about the girl. Because it definitely sounds like, uh, you know, he's constantly back in high school. So he's definitely, he's trying to uh, relive or correct some something that he perceives was a mistake in the past trying to recapture that youth yeah yep. yeah now um i don't know i i kind of doubt he was at a school where someone actually whipped that an ak-47 but i guess it's possible but it might but that probably represents a lot but if that didn't actually happen because you know a lot of times dreams can just be you know your mind sorting through events that happened or sure. tra- you know traumatic events so you know if it's one of those things if that actually happened yeah you're gonna make sense of that but if not that represents like extreme trauma from the time Basically, but I'm sure if you went to a school where, where there's a big chance that there was an AK-47, an AK there, that probably means you came from a, maybe a more of a disenfranchised neighborhood. Probably, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm guessing that he probably didn't. Because what? Wait, where's he from anyway? Uh, it just I don't know. His name's Lobo Boy. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Which is Wolf in Espanol. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Los Angeles, uh, eastern part of town. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like, it, but it sounds like it's more about the girl that like uh, he had like he regrets. Um, you know, it was probably someone in high school or you know in his past that you know he really uh, that he really thought he liked or really wanted to, uh, right. and you know, like someone in high school that you always wanted to ask out, but you never did. 
or you know a relationship that you wish had gone you know that you wish had gone longer that you ended prematurely or something like that well I, so he's know, probably working that out in his dreams yeah well you know i have the opposite which is weird is i've had dreams where it's been like a coworker or like a girl in the school i went to at the time mm-hmm. or like you know someone i casually know who's a woman who i didn't have any feelings for i didn't i didn't right. i didn't think she was like that you know she might be okay looking or whatever but i didn't really have a thing but then i have a dream about her and then i feel really weird when i see her the next day and then I think maybe I really like her, but I'm suppressing it. It's possible, and, yep. and but I don't know whether I'm suppressing it or whether it's just dreams being dreams and being nebulous as they are. Maybe I hate her. I you doubt know? that. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it could be the thing. You know, you could be working something out in the dream that you can't have in real life. You know, because um, you know, if it's a if it's you know an old relationship that he you know like or a relationship that he wish he had. But now he's like married. It might not be so practical to go and live that out in real life. So he's living it out in his dreams, where it's basically innocuous, and he's living it very vividly. Yep. You right. know. Um. But maybe you know, if it's one of those things, like if it's actually, you know, if she's not in a rela- maybe you know, try and look her up. It's easier than ever to try and look people up from your past now. So you're recommending stalking. No, not stalking. I think I, think, I heard that. I, I think, think I what that. he's recommending is catfishing. No. Don't don't stalk her, but do it from a distance through another personality. Not just do good No, advice. not that. No. That's look good them, advice. like it's not hard to look people up on Facebook nowadays or like, you know. Man, man, there, there's a there's a difference between uh, there's a difference between writing someone 400 letters in your own blood uh one you know in a month and looking someone up on Facebook saying, "Hey, I was just thinking about you." Um you know, would you like to grab a cup of coffee? You know, you know? They, you know what they need to have, actually? They need to have the blood font. Right, exactly. On Facebook, we actually can write to someone in, yeah. in your own blood. And right. and it's specified by blood type. Yeah. So if you're like, you know, you're AB negative, you, you like click the AB negative thing, emoticon, Ugh. and then yeah. you sit and write to somebody in your own blood and you say something to the effect of, you know, I've been watching you, I know what you do, Right. let's have a coffee. The twitards would go ape shit for that. Oh, they'd love it. Oh, they yeah. go ape shit. Uh, you know, uh, you know. There's, I, I'd say this, Lobo boy. I'd say you no. find yourself a good picture of like, you know, I, I don't know what you look like. If you're really goddamn good looking man, then then you know, send your own. But if not, <laughs> g- get a picture of like, you know, what's what's the wolf boy from uh, Twilight? The mm. uh, guy who, Tyler Dotner or something like that. Taylor Lautner. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Ty- Tyler Durden. You tried to make him cool like he was in Fight Club, like Tyler Durden. <laughs> Tyler Durden. No. Taylor Lautner is a douchebag. Yeah, let's, your- no, let's not associate him with Fight Club in the hey, slightest. Yeah, what movie, he, the action movie he was in was really good. I liked that movie. What movie? I don't know. It was okay. the only one outside of Twilight. Get yourself I'm a, a big a- fan. I'm a big fan. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kristen outside Stewart of Twilight. is hot. I that would- face of hers. Mm, just ooh. Hey, did anyone else here think that she was on heroin during the Oscars? I, I I don't know. I mean, she didn't have the itch. You know, she wasn't itching well, herself. She had she had the uh, she had like you know the sunken in eyes and like the black under eyes. And I noticed a bruise on her arm. So I'm just wondering if that was from tying it off. Nice. Oh, a little bit too tight. Nice. I mean, I mean, she could be making a couple extra bucks at Jumbo's Clown Room because all strippers tend to have bruises. <laughs> I, I would say this. I would. Say- I would actually be more into Christian Stewart if I saw her at a uh, at Jumbo's Clown Room or something like that. Because <laughs> right now I just kind of think she's like uh, whatever. I I think she's sexy broad. I would like see the thing is at a certain point in life like I'm a married man these days so it's like yeah. Saturday mornings are all about waking up and doing shit. 
Yeah. Like a girl like Kirsten Stewart, like you wake up and then you just lay in bed all day. You wake yeah. you wake She in- ain't getting up till like three in the afternoon. Yeah, we could sit and watch like a marathon of You couldn't hang with her, dude. You gotta smoke. She wakes and bakes, believe me. Yeah, you, you've got to get your tolerance. Up. I you, think it's you, I think it's much harsher than that. Yeah. Someone else suggested that it was an all night cocaine bender. I could possibly believe that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think personally it's heroin because because the bruise on her arm. Mm. But I don't know. Damn. Wild speculation from someone. I know. <laughs> Wild speculation. Uh, hey, I like speculating on right. Christian Stewart's mm-hmm. drug use. I, I like. Yeah. I, like I mean, hopefully her her father John will uh, talk some sense into her. Yeah, via, like his only method of communicating with her, The Daily Show. Oh, there we go. But, you know. Much much like Michael Lohan will, like, take to TMZ and be like, <laughs> that's the only way he can communicate Lindsay, with Lindsay. get your life together! Although, it's like, seriously, it's like, how together is Lindsay Lohan compared to how crazy her parents are? Yeah. She is she is far and away, like, m- the most responsible you could possibly be after coming from that fucking train wreck. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, that's the other, like, let's give her some credit here, right? Yeah. I want to plow through Dina Lohan. That's all I know. <laughs> I want to. I want to plow through Dina Lohan. That's, you have a legitimate shot. I do, don't I? Yeah, without thank a doubt. You. Yeah, thank you. I can. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Buck Lohan. I don't think. Dude, yeah, I'll be. I'll be a star fucker. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, I think you'd basically need a month's worth of effort. Huh? So, I mean, just get that. Get that game plan together. <laughs> I'll put time in. You got it. I'll put my time in. Yeah. One month from now, you could be plowing Dina Lowe. All right. <laughs> this this dream comes from anonymous. It's, it's like that, that thing, the gift or whatever. You got. I'm going to write that down so it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. The dream, yeah. 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 Say that. Yeah, wake up every morning and just say that to yourself in the mirror. I will be plowing Dina, Dina Lohan. Lohan. Bye. And then give yourself a date. You know? And I say 30 days, but give yourself 90 days. All right. Because you know, I think that's that, cause that's because you don't know when the 30 days are going to start. Anyway, uh, this this one comes from anonymous. Okay, anonymous. That's the guy who likes to take down uh, servers and wear that weird mask, right? Oh my gosh, it's him. He also frequently attends meetings. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, this, yeah, that bastard. Anyway, this guy uh, anonymous. Now we have no idea who this person is. We can't right. even wildly speculate on who this human being can be. Cool. Oh my god. All right. At so all. we just got the dream. Mm. This person should remain anonymous. Right. Never ask a question of who this person might be. Right. Dear Todd, Buck, and John Sowen, the Dreamweaver. Yes. yes. I've been frequently having dreams where uh, I'm hanging out with Fiona Apple <laughs> in a uh, room. And it's just me and Fiona with a, a, a bed. Right. And the bed is like, it, there's not there's not many uh, covers on the bed or anything. It's just kind of a mm-hmm. mattress. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's a dark room. And you're reading this right now? I'm sorry. Or are you just... Mm, keep reading. going. Are keep you riffing? Going. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I'm reading. Oh, I'm sorry. See, it's right here on my notes. Yeah. Keep going. Like, keep going. Sounds like you're riffing. And... In the uh, the the problem is that me and Fiona, oh. uh, we, we we have some wine out and it's just sitting on the the floor with some some candles, some votive candles. Mm-hmm. And as we get ready uh, to talk or engage or whatever, maybe play some music, um, Fiona starts cutting herself because I'm fat. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what this dream means, but I'd like to know what I should do. Should I stalk Fiona? Mm. Um, should I maybe lose some weight? And then maybe she'll appreciate me and start to love me again. Or, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's just a way that me and Fiona are communicating appropriately in, in my dream. And so I'm just asking, is there something that this person, Anonymous, should do right. because Fiona's cutting herself because he's fat in the dream? That's, well, all, I, that's all he Anonymous wants to know. Nothing. Sounds suspiciously like the criminal video, actually. Um, but uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a pretty badass video. I remember awesome, when she yeah. squirted the soap and it just went up. <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite Fiona Apple song. Um, but uh, 
Uh, no, the best Fiona Apple song. You want to really get deep into the? Uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Todd. What, what is, is the best? Is well, let's this? let's hear it really quick. Uh, but parting gift. Oh, you want to hear the best Fiona Apple? Well, okay. I mean, John. John you <laughs> oh yeah, as I mean, I'll, I'll do it as you, like you can pull it up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I. It, first of all, Fiona in real life looks like she enjoys a little bit of the cutting action. Okay, now. So I would say I don't think she enjoys it. She definitely does it. She does it to enjoy the rest of her life. <laughs> that might be true. She's been a bad, bad girl. She definitely partakes in the cutting. So, um, you know, I don't think if if you're trying to do something. Uh, to get Fiona to stop cutting herself in your dream or real life. That might be tough, dude. Mm. I'm not sure there's anything you can do to stop that. But how can this guy get in her good graces so she stops cutting oh. herself because he's fat? Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, she's going to start cutting herself for some other reason. I don't th- I don't think it's because you're fat, but it, it, um, based on that, I, first of all, Fiona ain't going to stop cutting herself. Not in her dream, not in reality. Mm. I think you, just need to, you just need to accept that. Yeah, dream on, buddy. It, yeah, but it sounds like at the same time you want to take control of your health. So yeah, definitely. You should uh, definitely start watching what you eat a little bit better. Um, I would certainly recommend dumping the grains, dumping those rancid vegetable oils. Oh wow! Focusing more on natural foods, and you know, what if you start- really like grains? I'm just saying, like, I really love a good pretzel bun on a you know pork loin sandwich. Who don't? I mean, yeah. anonymous, anonymous, <laughs> anonymous. <laughs> well, then continue to eat that, but just try it. You know, you could still have it, but you know, try and you know improve your diet, improve uh, you know, do that because you want to. But uh, you know, getting Fiona Apple to not cut herself—that ain't gonna happen. It's not happening, Tom. It's like getting her to quit, kick missing. the heroin. Yeah, that ain't happening either. <laughs> All right, I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank John Sowen for uh, showing up on today's show. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank Fiona Apple for uh, you know. Oh. This, this final song parting gift here. Yeah. Uh, you know. Cutting herself, the heroin, all that stuff. Oh. Uh, Faroutpodcast.com. This world is bullshit. I opened my eyes while you were kissing me once, more than once. And you looked as sincere as a dog. Just as sincere as a dog does When it's the food on your lips With which it's in love I bet you could never tell That I knew you didn't know me that well It is my fault, you see You never from me Oh, you silly, stupid pastime of mine But we went on wholehearted, it ended bad But I love what we started, it says stop But we went on wholehearted, it ended bad But I love what we started I took off my glasses while you